tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give for today? Forget that there was any sunlight left. What would you spend today thinking about? Yourself or the man that's beside you? Or the man that you know you'll give everything in your heart for? We get one opportunity in life, one chance in life to do whatever you're going to do, to lay your foundation and to make whatever mark you're going to make, whatever legacy you're going to leave, leave your legacy. And it's found through effort. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen. But effort, nobody can judge effort. Because effort is between you and you. Effort ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. So that team that think they're ready to see you, they think what they seen on film, they ain't saw what film shows. Because every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. So now you got to go out and show them that I'm a different creature. Now! Welcome into the kickoff hour and the Rick and Bubba best of show. Thank you for being with us again today. We have got a lot scheduled for you. I'm looking at stacks of papers here. Best of requests. Trying to find what you want to hear. Everything you do here is requested stuff from someone in the Rick and Bubba Army. Go to rickandbubba.com, click on contact, you can email any of us. You also got the social media contacts on the homepage there at rickandbubba.com. The store's got all the merch, and uh, we've got a lot going on at old rickandbubba.com. So we thank you for being with us today. Rick and Bubba on their uh, vacation. They'll back on Monday, have her uh, off as well. Between myself, Greg, and Helmsy, we hold down the fort this week, uh, playing best of moments one after another. So let's crank it up. Casually mentioned to us that you think you saw an alien this morning. Now that that's something we probably need to embellish on a little bit. Rick, uh, you know, I, I pull out of the garage this morning, and I, I, I want to try to paint the picture for you, okay. so that you'll you'll be there with me and, sure. and live it. I got you. Um, you know, you come out of the bright lights of the garage, you head down the you know the driveway. It's it's a dark street. Uh, you know, your headlights are on. There's some remnants of fog slash cloud I blowing through. And I'm headed down the road, and I see movement down the road, which appears to be some type of light. And I think, oh, a car coming. Uh, no big deal. You know, it's, uh, I see a few cars out that time of day. Uh, the light, then I, I see it, it appears to be, as I'm looking out the windshield on the right side of the road, I see the light dash to the middle of the street, and then make a 180-degree turn and dash back to the right. And I go, this is not an automobile. It is a very rapid movement in front of me. At this point, I begin to wake up a little bit going, I need attention. I don't know what's going on out here. And I, I begin to watch this light, and it appears to be taking a yellow tint to it, which it would be also different from what you normally think is white headlights and i'm thinking to myself could this be a jogger out and maybe i'm seeing a reflection or a flashlight the light then makes more very erratic movements that a jogger would not make sharp turns and angles and moves out into the road back forward back forward back to the side and i go they ain't a jogger alive can run like that. And most of them or they would run like that. And most of them don't glow. Rick, as I get closer, 
the light appears to be taking on the physical appearance of a ring, of a circle. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, I think, I ain't seeing this. This ain't right. And then I start thinking, UFO shows. Has it finally come Have to my you neighborhood? Watch too many. Did you think about that? Is this a little gray on my street? Are they living among us? And Rick, in, in just you know a very short period of time, ten to fifteen seconds, you go from I'm sleepy, I see a light, to oh my gosh, what is in my street? You you, you know what I'm saying? Oh and sure. The, the ramp up is so it's got such an angle on it. Your imagination is up here on the top. Yeah, you can't and, even. And, and, you know, you're thinking, I'm not seeing this. What is this? And all I can think of is there's an alien on my street. Did did the erratic movement seem to be to the tune of boom, 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 boom? <laughs> no, it was more like just a boom, 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 boom. You know, it was just well, all over the place. Boom, 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 boom. So, Rick, as I come up, I'm watching the strange yellow light that it now appears to look like the rings around Saturn. Do you hear what you're saying? Then, Rick, suddenly the light disappears. Gone. Up? Did it go straight How up? How did it vanish? Disappear. Did not move just like somebody cut a switch and it went out. And in my mind, you have to remember, over a 10-second period, I've gone from being in a deep sleep trying to fumble my keys and get in the car till I have a gray on my street. Right. And that's a big jump in 10 and, seconds. And, and it you really see, is. You see, you know, you know that acceleration thing you used to graph? You yeah, know, I got you. And wow, it's really going up. So it doesn't take, if you stay on that line, my mind is running out of control in another two seconds. You have not, you right. were not given time to drive it. I, I did it, not it, have it's time. It's running on its own. I did not have time to process the information. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Another little fog bank, I go through it, and I'm thinking in my mind, because I don't have time to logically work this out. Logic is not riding shotgun. That this little gray man has saw me coming <laughs> and has cut off his spacesuit so he can sneak up and jump on the roof of my car. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's what your mind thinks. Now, it's dark, folks. It's creepy. The fog. You know how your mind gets away from you? Oh, yeah. On those old two-lane, just, you know. I'm not going fast enough. I think I, I can't shake him off. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. He'll, he'll have one hand trying to break my window out. Yeah, I got you know, that, that, that old three-fingered hand trying to come in. I see it. Rick, I begin to slow down as I am really scanning the area to find out what happened to the mysterious yellow rings of Saturn-type light. And, Rick, then, panic, I slam on the brakes. I see the ring of light. It's right outside my it's window. Back. What? And the ring is lighting up a face that is non-human. What? I said it didn't happen. You know how light from the bottom. You know. You know if you have light shining up, how weird you look. There is a face sitting on top of the ring, and it is non-human. I. Lock the brakes down. I'm in a full panic. I'm having a close encounter. What? To explore strange new Bubba, do you hear what you're telling me right here on this show? Right in the middle of Beaner and Ken Mania? What are you? This should have been the first thing out of the gate this morning. And you remember the curve here. Uh, things are happening quicker than I can logically assess them at yes. this point. Oh, yeah.
I screamed to the top of my lungs in the car. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you I, monster! Yeah, I mean, uncontrollable scream. Rick, as I gather myself, I realize the head sitting on this ring is that of a dog. What? <laughs> Bubba! Bubba! And I think to myself, first off, this alien has taken on the form of a dog to confuse me. Is it a German dog? No. What if it was? It would be bad. I'm sorry. But Rick, the glow coming off of this ring onto the dog's face, and he was sitting behind a bush is why he disappeared, and then all of a sudden was there again. I did not know they had glowing rings that went around dogs' heads. The dog apparently was running, jumping in the street as I was coming down. This was this erratic movement. But can you imagine that old hairy face being lit up from behind that big old nose sticking out there? It's five in the morning. You're half asleep. Okay, I was. Ah! I'm talking out of screen like a girl. Fifteen minutes past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cook's Pest Control Best of. I'm Speedy, your host, and we're rolling out Best of Moments. Eight six six. We be big. The intern Obi Wan Franobi will be joining me today, uh, working and helping uh, train the board. So we're having a good time uh, hanging out with you. Eight six six. We be big. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show's kickoff hour. One of the things we do want to discuss, uh, playing with balls in the house. Now, you standard. You're, you're told, uh, for, speaking of moms, when you're a young child, that you should not uh, play ball in the house. Now, there's reasons for that because there's things you can break. Uh, we have the bad habit here on the show. Uh, anytime anybody brings us uh, any kind of promotional football, basketball, soccer ball, we will stand around and play pitch while we're talking. Now, this is just a social form of thinking to me. It's, yes. It's, it's good. It keeps your blood flowing, and, you know, you get to toss the ball around. Well, we just so happened uh, a sponsor brought us uh, a couple of soccer balls the other day. Right. And uh, we, uh, well, we got to, to playing with a soccer ball uh, right. in, in the office, and uh, we, uh, from time to time after the show, uh, have to deal with our salespeople. Yes, and they're all very hardworking. Yes, they are. Uh, they're they, hard they working. They do an excellent job. As a matter of fact, job. they're they're historically month in and month out the highest billers in the market. They do, they just do excellent work. They're aggressive, and they're very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. aggressive. Yes. And we were having a uh, a discussion, and it was um, it really wasn't about work. It was about parenting, and it was kind of a serious moment. I'm trying to you know learn from Rick, who's been there, and. Uh, you know, as we uh, see the children grow up. And one of the salespeople came and wanted to talk to us. Well, it was just happened to be kind of at a bad time. Um, and uh, being aggressive like they are, sometimes they don't get the hint that now's not a good time. And yeah. That, so that, we had to make that point clear. Rick did. Uh, well, that, all I said that, was. That, let me get back with you. Yeah, you let know. me. Because the proper thing to do, if you come into somebody's office and they're engaged in a conversation, you go, I need to talk to you when you get a minute, and then you leave. And all I said, you know, I was hoping that would happen, and, and, and it was just a misunderstanding. I said, hey, could you give us a minute, was my yeah. quote, and then we'll come talk to you. 
So, so they went back out. So we get done with this serious conversation, and, uh, you know, it, it's semi-serious. I yeah. say serious. Yeah. But, you know, it's about parenting and our children and all that kind of stuff. So we go up to the office to uh, have a discussion and find out what uh, this particular salesperson wanted. And, you know, they're all very elegant, and, uh, you know, they, they dress very nice. and uh, Finest sales yeah, team in yeah, the city. I mean, jewelry just hanging off of them. Sure. I mean, just sports cars. Diamonds and necklaces yeah. and... You know, uh, just the finest. And uh, we're having a discussion about uh, something the client wanted or something. I don't remember the exact, so it really doesn't matter. Well, it is kind of funny, though, because really the, the, the topic, the fact what we were talking about makes it funnier. Well, it, it, uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it's uh, it, it was uh, it was an area. Clients like to, they clients love added value. Yes. Clients love to try somehow to get on the show to get extra airtime on top of what they're already paying for. And all we were saying was, you know, yes, we want to sample this product if we're going to talk about it, but we kind of need to do that in private. Then we'll use it when we, we talk on their paid time. We'll talk about how good the product is, you know, because that's the whole deal. what we do. I mean, if we talk about something, we want to know about it. So, uh, so we, that was the discussion we're having as Bub and I are throwing the ball back and forth. And, you know, you, you do the chess pass, you do the football pass, you bounce it every now and then. You know, you use different varieties, various methods yeah, to, to the passing, toss the ball back yeah. and forth. Well, uh, this particular uh, young lady is standing in between us, and she's leaning up against the counter, kind of looking down at the counter as she's talking, and we're talking back and forth, and we kind of wrap up the conversation, wouldn't you say, for the most part. And really what uh, the the uh, some of the humor in this, in this story right. – is that Rick made the comment to her in a joking form that I'm just going to have to teach you something about courtesy. Yeah. And uh, it, it was said very lightly. I was just kidding because yeah. she said, well, if this, if this particular client is going to let y'all sample the product, when can they come? I said, well, you need to talk to Speedy because I don't know our schedule. Speedy does. I don't know what he. I don't want him to have three people come in when he goes. Hey, why didn't somebody yeah. tell me? She says, "Well, why not have to call Speedy?" And I said, "He's hey, a very somebody. impatient salesperson." I, I said, "Well, that's that's the process, and that's the the courteous thing to do on so you don't give Speedy yeah, a hand. You work the system." And so yeah. I said, as I got the ball ready to send it back to Bubba, and probably in a bad decision, I thought I'd drop kick it back to him this time. But uh, the just, fact is, the last thing to come, which out was of, a bad decision, in how'd you say it? Rick? The, the last thing to come out of Rick's somebody mouth needs to teach is, you a little courtesy. Is that phrase right? That's and the last thing they come. Then the kick. Of all the various methods mm-hmm. of passing the ball back and forth, we've got the chest pass, the right. football pass, the bounce pass. Rick chooses the drop kick at this particular. Now moment. let's all talk drop kick just a minute. Now, even though the drop kick is 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 the worst one you could use when playing ball in the house, if you pull it off, it's very neat. Yeah, it looks. You know what cool. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. got it's got yeah. a rhythm but to it. Yeah, that little, that little yeah. drop yeah. kick is now, really. A lot of people drop kick and would kick a soccer ball in a soccer style off the side of your foot. Yeah. But not Rick. He's from the old school. Yeah. He likes to go toe right into it. I hate soccer. I hate anything about soccer, so I'm not going to kick it soccer style. Now, what happened at that exact moment after that is somewhat in controversy. Well. We don't know if it because Rick was kicking head on that the ball simply got off on the side of his foot a little bit. Yes. Uh, because he was drop kicking, his bad ankle had to hold the whole weight of his body. Right. He appeared to lose his balance just as he was dropping the ball yes. to drop kick it just slightly. Yes. And Rick kicked the ball what I felt like was probably a little harder than he had intended to. As yeah. courtesy is coming out well, of his a drop, mouth. a drop kick, is that's the bad thing about it. The control factor's not yeah, there. It's you not know, there. You, you can't and back no. off on a drop kick. No. You, you got you you to get a foot in. It's got to be ba-boom. Yeah, but you got to get a foot into it. Yeah. As Rick drop kicked the ball, 
with a little more steam than you would want on it. The ball went directly and hit the salesperson right square in the face. Right, I'm talking about no, right in the. I mean, right, I mean, and the thing was, it had gotten lighthearted, even though the you know conversation. <laughs> and, and my last thing is joking. I said, somebody have to teach you a little courtesy. Bow. I mean, and, I mean, and, and the ball just boom. I mean, I mean, right, and, and it looked like it, it appeared that I had shot the ball at her on purpose, which is not which is not the case. Now, I was standing there. You've been hit in the face with a soccer ball and, or basketball. It and, hurts. And the yes. view that I saw was uh, the violence of the head jerking back. It yeah. was so much just out of the blue. And uh, as we rushed to condone the, this young Our lady. Or console either, because we weren't yes. wanting to condone it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Console it. <laughs> right. Uh, See there? All <laughs> four, there's <laughs> old Freud sleeping in there again. Uh, as we went to console her and not I, condone it, I thought and not that, console her like yeah, and, 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 and she was and she was holding her very expensive glasses in yep. her hand, lens what? in one hand, frames in the other. It, 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 uh, uh, it knocked them off. But the good news is, when it knocked them off, she had one of these neck things where they hang, so they were still hanging there swinging. You know what I mean? And I went to console her, and I, I thought she was laughing, but no, that no, that jumping that was, up and down no. was not laughing. She was not laughing. She was uh, a little teared up there. Who would oh. laugh? Over, not, that's not a funny matter. I know. And uh, and I did you laugh, Rick? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Sure. No. Now a lot of people had to clear the area who were trying because to me, if if you laugh right there, baby, it, it's uh, now I won't. It's, it's uh, bad. I'm not going to call any names, but there was one sale assistant who uh, just had to jump over a desk and get out of the office. <laughs> and a couple of other salespeople who immediately looked like, for some reason, they had to put their head down on their desk. But I don't know. Well, it, I it, guess I it's not. It's not laughing matter. Right. Right. I mean, well, yeah, it was violent. Yo, <laughs> it was uh, the it, violence of the head snapping back. And you know, when you I do that to somebody, and it's clearly an accident. You feel so bad. Yeah. And, and I wanted to do whatever I could do to. And I was like, what? I, I wish. I wish. You know, you offered to let them kick you in the face. Yeah. What was the first thing that came out of your mouth? Gosh, first thing out. Well, you probably had to wait well, a little bit so you could control, uh, control I yourself. I said, I said. You see what I'm talking about? No, that wasn't it. It was, no, uh, the, the, uh, uh, no, I, I, no, I actually. Next time. I, no, no, actually, no, no. I, actually, I was, you know, like, oh, my, I am so sorry. It was something yeah, like that. We, we started saying we were sorry, and, and I did hear her, uh, you know, get out, vocalize through uh, her pain. Uh, didn't your mom tell you not to play with balls in the house? The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, there is no other Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Waking on that blubber. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to this best of show. It's the Rick and Bubba show, of course, but not only just that. Uh, we it is an all request best of show. We try to do that each and every time. So uh, here's another request and a dandy too when we try to call Hannity. Take a listen. The controversy uh, it, it just will not go away here, Rick. Uh, the Sean Hannity thing that we're yeah. all concerned that we've made Sean mad. Sure. And uh, then things were not helped this morning when Rick accidentally. Yes. 
for some unknown reason, and while that piece of paper was over there, so, well, it's called wrong. Sean's wife and hung up on her. Yeah, well, uh, I panicked. I panicked. Well, I know. I would have done the same thing. I would have hung up when we realized what we had done. We were actually were talking about calling Sean to see if he was mad at us. That's why you had the number in front of you. We were trying to call a mayor's office. And I got you. you picked up the wrong piece of paper, dialed Sean's cell phone, his wife answered, who we're scared of now. Yes. And so you hung Jill. the phone up. And we know, and, and it hit us a little later, that we know that her friends and relatives from Montgomery listen to the show. Her family. Well, that's what I'm saying, relatives. Yeah. And we know that we've been ratted out somehow. Sure and, we have. And that, that is our fear. Well, and I'm afraid that has, has, has come to light here. Uh, Kitty in Montgomery says, yes. They oh, Kitty. They know Kitty, about it. Kitty, Kitty. Well, um, we, Kitty, now, now, what's your connection? She would have loved to have talked to you. I don't know. We're scared of Sean's wife. What is her name? Jill. 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 We're scared of the wives, uh, like we are here on the show, because we know if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. And you know that we had called once a little early before, and, and she had... Um, I don't think it really was happy about that call, and we were trying to, you know, make up mend fences. Yeah, to mend fences, and I accidentally called again, and, and she answered, and it's and I got and I was scared of, of what she was going to do. So, have you talked to her? I have. I heard her on the radio on the way to work. Oh and I, no! I called her and I you, said, "Kitty, you ratted said, us out." I did. I did rat you out. Oh, I said, Jill, no. did someone just hang up on the set? And she was like, "Yes." I said, "That's Rick and Bubba. They just called and hung up on you." And she said. How'd that sound on the radio? And I told her she sounded really good. Did you so tell them it was a mistake and we weren't Yeah, did you tell her it was an accident? I, I told them y'all were trying to call the mayor's office and you called the cell phone and y'all are scared little chickens and you hung up on her. <laughs> and she said she hung up the phone and she told Sean, well, someone hung up on your cell phone. It must be one of your girlfriends. Oh, wow. Oh, so Sean's in trouble. Oh, no! And now they're, are they working? Are they, oh, no. hey, this is their workout day, too. Oh. Oh. Are they working out yeah. together? Yeah, they're working out. Oh, oh no. They're working out, but they're fine. They are you sure? Funny. They thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah, they thought it was funny. I got it. We know they're not home right now. All right, they're I've already not done. Home. Look, let's. We're gonna get voicemail, so let's call right now on air you and apologize the, to him. You might get the nanny, but you can call and you might get the voicemail. You're, oh, You're gonna get no. voicemail. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm scared Y'all are so of this situation. Scared. She sounded like she was, you know, excited she, about being on. She had a good speaking voice too. Yeah, she really Why did. Don't, we don't talk to Sean anymore. We talk to his wife. Okay. Do you think she'd start doing maybe a weekly segment with us? Oh, sure. What if Sean started answering the phone? We asked to speak to Jill. <laughs> well, let's see. Hey, hey, this Sean. Let's uh, speak to Jill. It'd be, it'd be funny. You need to call and leave a message on their machine. Come on. So, Kitty, let me be sure I understand. They are not mad. No. Let me have the number. It should be right under you, right there. Here, go, go five. Well, five doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Okay. Step out on me. Nine one. All right, the home one. We got some numbers that sound sick on that thing, you know? <laughs> wow. Good grief. Is this kitty. kitty on one? Yeah. All right, Kitty, hang on. Kitty, you there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kitty, how do you know Jill? Uh, I went to school with her. Oh, cool. Is- How's she lock it up in New York? She loves it. This is a kitty call. <laughs> Look, this is a, there it is. Uh, yes, uh, this is Rick and Bubba. Who's speaking? Uh, do you want to speak with 
Yes, is Jill there? No, they are not here right now. Oh, is this the nanny? Yes. Como esta? Hi, thank you. Um, Mia bien. Uh, we've got. Ki- <laughs> yeah, could, could we have? Is there a voice? Say hey, Kitty. Hello. Yeah, is there? Hey, a- hey, Flora. Hello. Yeah, Flora. This is Kitty and Rick and Bubba. Okay. Uh, green, green card. Uh, <laughs> is, is, is could we have voicemail? Is there a voicemail we can leave a message for the for the Hannitys? Okay, if you call back. Yes. Okay. okay. So you we'll call back. and You won't answer the phone. No. Okay, I'll let get it. You call back, I, I won't answer the phone. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay. Thank you, Flora. Thank you, Flora. God bless. Thank you. Mucho Bye. gracias. <laughs> that was good. That's, that was what you should say. That was I'm, I'm trying. All right. Did y'all say Miyamo, Rick, Rick? I've, uh, hey, hey, buggy. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I didn't know my mic was up. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? You, you hollered us. green card I didn't know the hell. We're going to learn on this show, like I had to learn, that when you make comments, people sure. can hear them. I didn't know I was We're, Hey, you're broadcasting. All right, let's start. Uh, hang on, Kitty. Here we go. She does have a green card, right, Kitty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, about, Kitty, have you ever met Alan Combs? Yes. Have you really? Is he, is he a nice guy, or is he? Or what's, his, what's his story? Mm, he's real nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, is he just misguided? Is that it? She, mm. I'm, I'm no comment. Is it a pleasure to be I'm, around? I'm pleading the fifth. Okay. Hey, do y'all smell something? A, I smell a bridge. Burning or something. There's a bridge. Right there. What the? This phone has got a mind of its own. What's going on with this phone? I wish I could weld. I'd fix that thing. Kitty, hang on. What? You got to put Kitty on hold, Rick. She's not on hold. That's what's got you messed up. Had a boy, Bubba. For every mystery, somewhere, somebody knows the answer. Who thinks she's going to go, mm, I just hope you can find your sunglasses. <laughs> hey, Rick. Yeah. Rick, who thinks she's going to go, hello? She's she going she to answer you. <laughs> for, for a minute, how many of us thought that, 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 it, was, uh, that it was Andy Spinoza? <laughs> mm, hello? Hello? Hello. That's funny. <laughs> She'll answer again. Please let her answer. I'm almost pulling for that now. Y'all, y'all realize we just called Sean Hannity's phone. <laughs> so he's got a major television show syndicated. Uh, we can't. Hello. Yes, uh, this is Rick and Bubba trying to get voicemail. From where? Uh, this, is this Flora? No, no. Who are you calling? Uh, I think we've got the wrong number. <laughs> We're calling for Sean Hannity? Hello. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Sean. <laughs> Look, what, is, what, what is wrong with that Kitty, phone? What have you made us do? Uh, I was just about. I was, did, did you miss dial? <laughs> Let me dial the number. I'm coming over. Let me dial it. Rick. What is wrong with that goofy phone? That D dial it. No, I, got, I, got I told y'all I didn't want to use five. <laughs> have you got five fault? Do you have to here? Do you have to call Mister Gintner to get him to dial it? Listen, I just hit one and look, it still dials on. Yeah. There you go. This thing's acting like. Can we call Elyon instead? <laughs> Tell you what, is there anybody of your of European descent, uh, they, like original, that that's, that doesn't have an accent in you New York? You've yourself in the dial, haven't you? No. Ryan, I wish you could see this. <laughs> Floor's already gonna forget we were gonna call no. by now. Get Kitty back on the phone. I don't know what's wrong with this number. Get Kitty back. What is wrong with this stupid? Do you phone? tell you what it is? Flora changed their phone number that quick. <laughs> <laughs>
The call that they made earlier today to change their number finally took effect. <laughs> the computer just updated. Hello? If y'all would hush where I could hear the tones, I can't tell if I missed dial or not. I felt like Kevin Green trying to get a word in. <laughs> Hello? I know how it feels to <laughs> I know how it feels to be a guest on our show. I can't even get dial tones, man. What the? Let's go. Let's go. Let 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 go. We gotta have silence. Ah, So top of the hour, it's a Cook's Pest Control Best of Kickoff Hours Live. I am Speedy, your host on this Best of show. This week you'll hear from uh, uh, myself, Greg, as well as Helmsy. We'll uh, tag team this week, get all these best ofs to you. Requested stuff, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Let's continue rolling on here. uh, More (laughs) This one... (laughs) This one here, good night. You know, a lot of the stuff we play is just wacky world stuff. Uh, you just can't write it. Take a listen. Rick, an American woman who had uh, no... What'd you say? There American was a, woman! There was an American woman that had no need to fasten her seatbelt on a flight from Scandinavia uh, to the United States after a high-pressure vacuum flush sealed her to the toilet seat Easy. of the transatlantic airliner. Now, Rick, the woman has filed a complaint with the Scandinavian airline system after her ordeal on a Boeing 767 flight last year. Now, that's the real big plane. That's a big one. She got stuck uh, in after pushing the flush button while seated, activating a system to clean the toilet by vacuum pressure, the airline said on Monday. Come on, girl. Stand up before you push that thing. Well, what if it was a courtesy? Well, that's true. If you're trying to do a courtesy flush, I bet you that won't happen again. She, do you think they should put a sign up in that uh, in that closet bathroom? No courtesy flushing. Do you think this was a courtesy gone bad? 
<laughs> Staying before you flush. You think she sat down and said, oh, my goodness, I got to do everybody a little courtesy here. Oh, my gosh. She could not get up by herself and had to sit uh, on the toilet until the flight had landed so that ground technicians could come in and get her loose. Rick, not only stuck, but you had to have... Well, your pants down. You had to have guys with wrenches come in. Bubba, you're making this you, up. get you loose. You are making it up. Rick, this is right off the MSNBC website. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about when they heard the commotion? What about when you're at that point, you go, well... All right, now I've got to start screaming. And, and people start thinking, what's going on in What there? about the first time you have to go, help? You know what somebody said? Help. Somebody went terrorist, and she said, no, no. It's terror, but it, it, yeah. is, it is not a terrorist. This is the enemy within. Ma'am, what's wrong? What's, ma'am, what's, can we help you? Uh, my butt has been uh, sucked into the toilet. Uh, it appears to be sealed, and I'm stuck here. Y'all, how? Is that the worst? Is Rick, that let, the worst? Let me ask you this. How, who... I mean, how did, how big is she? That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's thinking, how large was this woman? Well, your butt, though, doesn't have to be all that big to cover the entire toilet hole for a seal. Well, Rick, to break the seal, all you got to do is wedge just a, just right. a little so spot. So your butt, your butt would have to cover some Yeah. Area. I mean, we all had to get a Tupperware lid off before. You know, you just, and there it comes, you know. <laughs> do you think they had to reach back here with their hands and get an air hole? To try to break break it, you know how you you ever got like a I butter know. knife uh, yeah. underneath something you couldn't Rick, open and break that to, seal. They had to pry something down in there and get a little air. Yes, going. sir, they did. Well, you know, I was trying to think. Uh, touching big woman's butt, touching big woman's butt, because you had to, you had to get in there. Oh, Rick, pants down. I mean, breeches down at her down at her ankles. Sure, and there she sits, the queen of the throne. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. And we all, look, we all know maintenance guys. We all know maintenance guys. Don't you know the call on the radio was? Oh. We got a flight coming in from Scandinavia. We have a large woman stuck on the pot. Everybody and they that. said, uh, wait a minute, I must have got some jet wash here. Will you repeat that call, please? Now, what about this? Hey, Charlie, get the boys and get some wrenches down there to flight 683. Uh, we've got a woman stuck in the can. I know. And, and you know they were going, well, how big is she? Well, she's stuck. We don't know. you got to have some size to and, her. And, and you're thinking, what? And what you a, go, well, get the WD-40 in the crowbar. Let's go, boys. What about that terrible call? Somebody says, what you're going to have to do is break the seal. <laughs> somebody said, what did he say? Did give somebody her, say did break he, the seal? Tell me he said give her a pill. <laughs> no, break I said, what? you're going to break the seal. That's what you got to do. Good gracious. All right, we have her on the phone. Yeah. She, she is actually calling in? Must be in the audience or listening on the internet in Scandinavia. Yes, uh, lady on the throne, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, so, well, she's breaking up a little. Wait, ma'am? Yes? Can you hear us? Yes, what do you want? Um, were, were you the lady who was stuck on the toilet uh, on, a, uh, on a flight? Yes. <laughs> Now, how, how did all this happen, ma'am? I was trying to use the bathroom, and I got my knee caught between the part where the, where the sink ball is, and my butt got caught in that little steel hole. 
Yeah, well, so that was... Hang on, I got a burger. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh. Oh. That was a big meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Uh, Hang so, on, the pizza boys here. <laughs> Put those down. Did you um? <sighs> was it so the suction of the toilet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the suction must have caught me from underneath, and they've got water down there. You know. Oh yeah. It causes more. Hang on a second. Okay. Did you? I uh, think our connection's getting bad here, lady. Did uh, did oh, the, did they have connections? Hang on. Oh. <laughs> oh. You get those Swedish meatballs, and they just go do you like a goose. <laughs> oh. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't even get to the part about them prying or loose. I, I know. I know. I know. I just, uh, Rick, you know maintenance, guys. I just can't imagine, uh, you know, they're used to (laughs) greasing wheels and, you know, fixing turbines. and So to speak. And, uh, you know, you get the call, we need you to come in and pull this lady off the can. And I just, (laughs) oh, that's just so not right. But uh, Bubba uh, Stewart uh, is on the line. Um, Stewart was there. On the plane? Yeah, Stewart. Hi, fellas. How are you? Stewart, are you okay? Listen. Stewart? Where have you been? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've been right here, Stewart. Yeah. Where have you been? Well, it's funny because I could have been kidnapped. Nobody ever came to look for me. Well, well Stewart, we just didn't. We figured you were, you know, not back from the holidays. We didn't know. Okay, enough. Let's move on. Okay. Listen, a lot's changed since I last talked to you. I sold my hot dog stand business. Oh, did you? Well, Stuart, I thought you were on the flight that this lady got stuck. Listen, I'm now an undercover sky marshal for a major airline. Oh. <laughs> oh, Stuart. Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. We'll take a break. We'll come back, start a brand new hour. Get things fresh right after the National Anthem. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. Other stations will join us right after the break. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Six minutes past the hour. It is a Cook's Pest Control Best Of. I'm your host, Speedy, today. We thank you so much for being with us. Let's start this hour as we always do with our national anthem.
You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Seven minutes past the hour. As uh, we start this hour, it is requested stuff off 866-WE-BE-BIG. Going way back, uh, some of the stuff you hear, it might be, you know, names that uh, you're not familiar with that just have a history with the show. Uh, that's what Best Ofs are all about, bringing you into the loop. If you uh, are a veteran of the Rick and Bubba show, it just gives you some memories of what the show uh, used to sound like and some things that used to happen uh, always involving wacky worlds. Rick Associated Press is reporting from Huntsville, the Rocket City. Yes. A stray 400-pound bull named Bubba <laughs> led Huntsville police on a five-hour chase because officers could not get permission to tranquilize it. Excuse me? I didn't know you had to have permission I to didn't either. Uh, that. I, I believe I would have tranquilized and asked for permission later. As I was sitting on the bull, knocked out. Yeah, I think I would have tranquilized him. As I got there, said, was was I supposed to do that? Officers say the bull almost uh, caused four traffic accidents as he veered around cars, leading police down four-lane roads and into a wooded area at Oakwood College Saturday. Bubba apparently escaped from a <laughs> fence pasture late Thursday. Its owner, a 16-year-old boy, refused to give police... Listen to this. The 16-year-old boy refused to give police his parents' phone number because he had apparently bought the bull without their knowledge. They didn't know their kid had a 400-pound bull? Police say because of the boy's age, they needed his parents' permission to tranquilize the animal. Animal controls officers apprehended the bull when the bull got close enough to slip a rope around its neck. Now, who got that close to? <laughs> Who's that person? Because I bet you they ain't no cowboys that could hit it on the run in Huntsville. Huh? No. <laughs> no thing. Then, then if you got him around the neck, then what? They didn't know the 16-year-old kid had bought a bull? It, you need the parents' permission, but they don't know the kid has bought it. So technically, they're saying that the parents were the guardians of it. Let me get this straight. I got to get this story in a nutshell. To me, if it's, it's going down the control. highway, you shoot it. You know what I mean? That's a four hundred pound bull is running crazy through the city of Huntsville, right? Yes. They need to tranquilize it to get him stopped. Car accidents. He's going berserk. We're trying to rope him. The boy they call says, "I, I, I, I he doesn't have the ability to give him permission." We need your parents. Well, my parents don't know I have the bull. Right. Meanwhile, the bull runs crazy, and we can't get. We don't know who to call to, to say it's okay to tranquilize it. Let, me, let, let, let me assure everybody who lives in my area: if your four hundred pound bull comes barreling through my neighborhood, I'm going to drop him. <laughs> All right, now we're going to probably have some trouble after it's over, but that's better than us talking about a death or something, right? right? You realize it's going down a four lane highway here where people are driving, right. you know, probably. 60 plus miles an hour to me that's a hazard that you take care that's what of what i mean and, and then you worry then you sort it out later you know if my kids are out in the yard or I'm, I'm out on the highway and there's a bull you know if it runs to my backyard and my kids are screaming i'm gonna drop him and if i'm out in the highway and i realize hey this bull's about to kill somebody i'm taking him out sure that's and, what and, i would think and, and let's all have steaks and talk about it later now rick here is the part i think we need to look at on this program and in the Rick and Bubba family, Huntsville right now is a whole that appears to be the greatest waste of radio RF energy anywhere in our listing area. Yes. We have a there, – there is a blackout over Huntsville where this show cannot be heard. Yes. Is this a sign 
that this bull is loose? Is this some kind of sick promotion that somebody's doing, trying to pave the way and tip us off that they're going to put the show on? Is this a sign to the people of Huntsville when a 400-pound bull named Bubba is ramsacking the city? Now, Rick, I don't know, but some people... Uh, That's a sign, baby. I... I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that the 16-year-old boy's name was Rick, but I don't know. No, nobody knows that. I, I don't know. Might be Richard. Rick for short. Could this be a sign? In your birthday, doesn't it fall? Aren't you a Taurus? I'm an Aries. I just thought that But that's close. Yeah. Goat so, bull. Yeah. Well, Goat bull. It's close. I know. Let's go back Matter to... Matter of fact, my birthday's coming up. I know. I'm looking forward to it. Surely this year we're going to be better organized than we were last year. It just came and went. You had too much on you last year. Right. It, it was a mass confusion. I know. In, in your world, that both professionally and personally. Right. I've been it, under it, a lot. Yes, and I'm about to crack. Yes. <laughs> uh, 16-year-old boy, parents don't know he's bought a 400-pound bull. Can I look at that for just a second? That, uh, I mean, you, yeah. would, you, you would think you know, that your parents have to sit, sit you down and talk about the fact that you got an older kid to buy you beer. You know, not that you had right. secretly bought a 400-pound bull that nobody knew about. You know, I mean, you know, I, I that's think, not something you picture talking to your kid about. I think when they talk about this bull, sit down, son. There's, I know there's a lot of pressure at school. A lot of the other kids are buying bulls. And parents <laughs> don't know about. But look, I want you to come and talk to me before you, before you make a move like this. I mean, we can start out with some goats if you want to be a rancher. Work your way up, maybe a nice heifer or something. And if you're a good boy, make good grades, graduate. I'll get you a Brahma. But mama, but mama, all my friends are buying bulls. Let me tell you something. If your friends are jumping off a cliff, would you jump off there with them? I nope. cannot believe. And and it's barely how do you feel as the kid, your four hundred pound bull is barreling down the highway. How does his parents feel today, you think? <laughs> oh, it's a terrible thing today. <laughs> And they're embarrassed because they didn't realize their kid had already went out and bought a bull. They I know. Thought, I mean, they've, they've had that talk about marijuana. They've had that talk about, you know, you know, but they look back and go, golly, Pete, we have not talked to our son about bringing livestock into the house. That's not knowing about it. I mean, now I've got to write that down. All right, talk to kids <laughs> yes, about buying bulls. Okay. Right, let me get he that on. Farm animals. Don't, I mean, don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't drink. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> don't buy a bull without me knowing about where, it. Where do you keep no a bull without anybody <laughs> finding out? Well, I, you know, that's what I don't say. They must have been How a, do you hide that? They must have been a ranching family or something. But even then, let's say you got cows, cattle. Wouldn't you walk in a porch and go, hey, do we have a 400-pound bull? <laughs> well, think, think about this whole thing. You're trying to cover this up. Really, I think I could keep a family hid in the basement easier than I could do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, easily. I mean, do you realize how much that bull would eat a day? Son, <laughs> son, you know that new truck I got you, that dually? That nice bed on the back there, got that net gate on it and everything? Where are you going with that food? <laughs> I've been noticing you buying these 100 pounds of uh, cattle feed uh, every other day. Where are you going with that? that hey, son, what are you doing with that giant salt lick? <laughs> Now, I, I heard something about that on the Rick and Bubba show. Now, you, uh, hey, you ain't got a problem. <laughs> Son, your mother and I want to talk to you about your obsession with hay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's been cold. Aren't you supposed to do something with a bull when it's cold? I mean, Bubba, I think you need to try to buy the bull. Have, be the, have the Bubba bull. You buy it. I'm, uh, I'm more into just eating steaks. Well, had I like buying like in his fence, but with sis, you said sis, you need a son. Where are you going with those wire cutters? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't think they'll let you have bulls in our neighborhood. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Tell you what. Put <laughs> <laughs> little sissy in the big bowl. Daddy, yeah. yeah. Betty, I see, I, I see sissy. What, what, is, what is that standing in her fan? <laughs> Did Hunter buy a 400-pound bull? <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thank you so much for listening to this Cook's Pest Control Best of on the Rick and Bubba Show. You know, I was talking yesterday about um, banking, and yes. I talked this morning about banking. Um, banking is, you know, you know, we're all we all know that the drive-through has been something not just in food but in banking that really looked good on paper. It really did. Sure, and, and you can bank without getting out of your car. What what a great convenience. We I, I I bank with a bank that will go unnamed because they they they. Do a good job. The majority of the time, they really do. And, and you're overdrawn. Yeah, and I'm overdrawn. Yeah. I, I like I like my branch out by my house. They know me. Sure. I, I don't have any problems there. We all get along great. I like that personal relationship yeah. that you get with your bank. As a matter of fact, because I'm such a no hassle person, I moved my money to a bank that had a branch near my house. Sure, you that, you that, strictly went for convenience. I don't give a rip what the programs are. <laughs> I don't even care what I'm paying for checking. I I, I just like knowing <laughs> that that hey, look, I got a branch. I mean, it's literally it's almost it's almost in my yard. It's it, it's so close. So, but unfortunately, un un unfortunately. There are other branches of this bank, and there's one that is notorious for all of us who bank with this bank. You avoid this branch with your life. I don't know if it's the place where all their I'm barely hanging on to my job people are sent, like right. it, like it's punishment. Demoted. I don't know. Is if, it the I-Station zebra of the banking world? Listen to this. I have never, I have never in my life gone to that branch and got out of there smoothly. It's near work, which means if I if I'm if I'm in a handle, it's not it's not that bank, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. If if I'm in a bless your heart, if I'm in a handle like Dad in hospital and he's downtown, and you need to get this in there because your house payment is is you know about to be what's right. that word called when they foreclose? No, you know when your house payment you don't you don't send it in they they. They Do put, a draft. Draft. Thank yeah. you. Draft. It's about to be drafted. Oh, you didn't sign up for a draft. Yeah, you? which I, I, I hate I look, drafts. I'm anti-drafts. I know a lot of you are yeah. pro that. Yeah, I don't like it. But look, I had it. Hey, I've had a bad experience. I know somebody had one. I mean, once they start drafting, wow, a little tough to get them stopped. Look, and you're and you're right on that. By the way, drafts are bad. But anyway, so with it, somehow I got caught in a draft, and I'm too lazy and can't be hassled in changing it, so I just go with it. Right. Well, there's some convenience right. if you're busy and but you I want would, to take. But I never know if I got enough in there. That's my right. concern. So that was my concern. So I said, can't wait to get to. And plus, when you get to the hospital, when you're in situations like this, it may be <laughs> the banks may be closed by the time I get home. Because I never know when their draft is coming. If my wife is already drafted, right? You know, and uh, two drafts don't work. So. so in my mind, I, it, it's horrible, and I get all nervous when it happens. I said, oh, no, I've got to go to the branch, mm. the one that, that, that you avoid. I don't know mm. who these people are. I don't know why they all ended up at one branch. Okay? Right. So I know I'm ready. So I get there. Now, yeah, you go in there extra prepared because yeah. you know you're going to have to walk somebody through it. I almost get out and go in. And <laughs> the no, reason, this is a deposit slip. The only reason why I didn't get out and go in, because this is what's happened once at this branch when I went in, I had a check. And had two different accounts. I was trying to put money in. She didn't know what I was doing. I don't know if you can do that. I said a split deposit. Yeah, I said, yeah, you can. They're both here at this bank. The accounts are not at different banks. Right. 
So I had to explain what to do on that one. Now, I knew that was trouble. So then I go, I'm going to go through the drive-thru because all I've got to do is deposit my paycheck. Right. That's it. I don't want any money back. Just endorse and I, I hand just, it over. Here we go. Here's the deposit slip. Right. <laughs> when you send it at this branch, you just sit there all nervous as, as the tube disappears. <laughs> but because you know in a minute the God-forsaken rattling of the microphone is going to happen. But about that time I hear him. Ma'am, ma'am, it's not a ma'am. Rick, maybe that's a sign it's time to cut your hair. Look, she goes, sir, yes. Well, there, I know there's a lot of women out there named Rick. <laughs> so um, our, on, our on the check, Richard. You see that all the time. Sure. Uh, so she goes, maybe Ricky, but, but, yeah. but anyway, so we need to see some kind of ID. Now, me, of course, I'm a debater. You know, and, yes. I, and at this branch... Rick, I've noticed look, that. Just at, slightly. At, just a little at this, bit. At uh, this branch... But what I do for a living is be a smart aleck. Okay? And I said, are y'all afraid that there is a sinister Rick Burgess who's trying to deposit money into Rick Burgess's account? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this. If you're going to falsify a deposit into my account, go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I'll fill out deposit slips and pass them out. I told, if that will help. Yeah, I told him. I said, yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've caught me. I'm trying to get Rick back by dropping money in his account. <laughs> so anyway, so I said, okay. Driver's license, tube. You know, always to keep my in between each each rattling of the mic. There's minutes that go oh, by. Oh, sure, okay, sure. Now I'm going. <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am, it's not a ma'am. This is still Rick. How come you sent me this driver's license? I went, because you asked for it. Huh? You asked me for an ID, and I sent you identification. Why'd you send it? Because you asked for it! <laughs> but, but, but look, then all of a sudden... Just hang on just a minute. <laughs> ma'am, it's not a ma'am. This is Rick Richard Burgess. I just put a deposit in there. Y'all thought I was trying to deposit money in Rick's account to get him back. I've now I sent you a drive. Who's this driver's license go with? It goes with the deposit with the same name on it! With the same freaking name! You're like that? Can you be so stupid? <laughs> you know it. And then there always comes a point where I just go, give it all back. Just give it just back. Everything I, I, I mean, gave Let me have it all it back. I hope they foreclose on my house. I'm going to go to the branch out where I live, where people appear to have some kind of education. They seem they seem to be able to 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 they seem to be able to, first of all. Have a pretty good feeling that nobody's trying to get me by dropping thousands of dollars in my account. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a brutal <laughs> trick they, that they, is. They know, how brutal. To do, they know how to do a split deposit if I need one. And if they, if they ask for an ID and I send it, they remember it. You know, really, it makes that $2 charge at the ATM not look like such a bad deal now, doesn't it? Can you believe that? <laughs> Would you send me this, this ID? Because you asked for it. Well, what for? I don't know. You asked for it. That it, Rick, you just want to tap on the speaker and go. 
Ma'am, apparently we have a communications problem here. I just go, my gosh. Let's begin with this. What planet are you from? But but here's the thing. This, I'm from Earth, number three. Look, this branch does it every... I have never... Never been through that. I don't know what that is. If it's if it's if it what if is it some kind of is it fake? Is that a cardboard branch? <laughs> and, and and there's something else going on in there. And they go, oh, we got out. We work at a bank again. Is it one of those? <laughs> is, is, let me ask you this: Is there a detention bank? Is that what it is? If you're in trouble, do they sentence you to this branch I to guess. serve hard time? And, and, and it's all and bad. annoy every. It's, is this? Are they trying to close that branch? And they're just trying to run every single person off. I knew when you said it. I knew exactly which branch you were talking about. It is exactly it's, what branch, the, ma'am. I mean, I'm like, good gosh, you know. For the, the anyway, <laughs> twenty nine minutes past the hour. We've all been there, ma'am. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. It is the Rick and Bubba Show's best of. It's not only just the best of; it's a Cooks Pest Control best of. Cooks Pest Control and Centricon, the unbeatable combination for termite protection. Uh, look, it's simple. Uh, if you've got pests, termites, mosquitoes, you need to contact Cooks Pest Control today for a free quote uh, or a free inspection. Uh, now that it's getting hot, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot out there when it comes to pests, ants, spiders, fleas, ticks, rodents, termites, nesting wasps, roaches, other bugs and critters. So uh, make sure that you give Cooks a call today or go by right now their website, cookspest.com, uh, for a free thorough inspection and evaluation of your home and business. Go ahead and get that set up. There's no obligation. They even service... Uh, uh, contractors and new home construction. There's a lot out there uh, of that right now. If you are a contractor, uh, you make sure you partner with Cook's Pest Control so uh, it adds to the value of the home. Cookspest.com, cookspest.com, or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, uh, as we roll on, this one here uh, is an old one. Uh, so you'll hear some names you might not be familiar with, some uh, oldie but goodies uh, there. Um, uh, has to do with just getting lost and, and re- recap and going to uh, a speaking engagement and trying to get home. Take a listen to this best of moment. We talk about stereotypes on the program all the time. The, the men's stereotype is that we we don't like to get lost when going anywhere. We, we like to believe that we can get anywhere without directions. Don't tell us we got our maps, we got our directions, all that. We now, certainly <clears throat> don't want to stop if we get off the path and ask directions. That's just a bobo no-no. Well, I, I will say this. I may be the worst at getting anywhere. I'm no good, and, and it's, it has a lot to do with my ADD. I don't pay attention. Like, I could go somewhere 11, 12 times, and I still have to have directions to go back because I, I, I never lock in on this is how you go. I, I'm not – I'm gray, and you. So you have to be very specific to me. It's frustrating as a handler for y'all I know. That, that you're that way too. Your, your sense of direction is just—it's I mean, horrible. It's awful. And I know they say the sense of direction is, is, is doesn't exist, but whatever it is, I never can figure. I never. If I come up to a road and I don't know the direction east, west, north, south, I don't know which right. way it is. But you kind of go with a feel of which way you think it is. My mine is always wrong. I get turned around real easy. 
Okay. So I, I went to speak um, Tuesday night at uh, Montevallo University at the BCM. It had been booked months ago. And so, um, you know me, very typical because we're very busy. I realized at 4 o'clock, I'm supposed to be there at, uh, at 6, speak at 6.30, coming at 6 if I want to eat. So I immediately go, well, that means I'm going to just go on and eat something on the way because I ain't going to make six. You know, and I'll even know it's not that far away. I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the eye doctor with the kids. You know, I'm over at Schaefer and, and all this. So I call Webmaster Ryan Greenwood, who once, you know, it's been approved by D, and D brings it to me, and we think the day to work. Then it goes on over to Webby, and he gets the information up on upcoming events and an information number if it's a public, if they want to invite the public, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, he probably knows how to get there. So I called Greenwood, you know, and uh, he had no idea. He said, "No, is he wearing D shirt when you called?" No, <laughs> not, not yet. That was before he swapped D shirt. And I said, um, "Well, do you have an information number for me?" And he said, "Yeah." So I called the BCM, and they answered, "Hello, this is Tiffany." You know, and I said, "Well, hello, Tiffany. Very perky, college, you know, co-ed and all that." And I said, um, "Hey, this is Rick." And I said, "I think I'm speaking there now." She goes, "Oh, yes, you are." And I said, "Hey, how do you get there?" And uh, so Tiffany goes on to you know, give me directions. And, but you have to be extremely specific with me. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I will always mess up on is when I exit. If I exit and then the exit is not – if the exit doesn't go right up to a road and then you go ahead and turn in the direction you're going, if the exit exits and then has to do like a back to the left, then back to the right, and now you're at the main area, if that happens, I'm gone. It's, it's a, because I count those as turns. Rick. Right. You know, you follow I me. Yeah. I count them. So uh, I get lost on the way there. So I know that's bad because I've had to call and get guided in. So I said, "Well, y'all know if you ever been to Montevallo. How many of you ever? It, it's 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 a it's on out there. I mean, it's a rural area and uh, it's a beautiful area. I mean, a gorgeous you know old southern antebellum type little little town. And so I you know it can be scary a little bit because it's got a little bit of you know you're almost like going back in time. It's where the King Mansion was, right?" So, um, you know, I, I get there, and, and I speak, and it goes really great. Met some wonderful people. And um, so I get ready to leave. And, and, I, and I don't know why I do this. I guess this is back to the stereotype. You know, nice guy there, Travis, says, hey, do, do you need me to kind of show you how to get back out of here? I said, oh, no, I got it. Oh. You know, I, I, I just get the directions and go in reverse, you know. Of course, I needed to remember that the directions I couldn't follow. <laughs> okay, that, that, yeah. that would have been something, you know. So I leave out Montevallo University, going to the house, headed back. Hey, baby, I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm, I said, I said it wasn't that, it's not as far down here as I thought it was from my house. I'm in, I'm in route. So you're on the way now? Yeah, I'm, I'm headed in. Okay, babe, love you. Bye-bye. Well, I'm on these country roads and all that, and I'm leaving out. Hey, goodbye, University. There it is in, in my rearview mirror. Goodbye. So long. See you, University. Had a good time. Gotta make up some time. Got to go now. Got to head back. Making good time. So um, I drive, and I get out, and I make my turn. I, I feel like this is the right turn. I look at my landmarks, and I'm following my numbers. And let me tell you this. It is possible, and I want you to be open-minded here, okay? I believe myself that it is possible that I went through some time warp. because <laughs> I'm, The space-time continuum, you just there went it right is. into it. And I thought of you, and I started yeah. to call, but then I realized it was after 8 o'clock, so you, you were done. Right. <laughs> And, uh, and I said, um, can a space-time continuum really happen? Because let me tell you all this. I looked at the number. Now, anytime you're dealing, I don't know what the colors are in your state, but in Bama, they're blue. When you're dealing with county roads, hang on. Would we agree? Yes. Don't they have yellow numbers on them? 
Uh, yes, blue yeah. with yellow. If I'm on no, if I came in on number twelve was the first thing I got on, and twelve just ended. Twelve's it's done, and then I was told to turn right, and then I pick up and come on. I've in my mind, I picture twelve is the back stretch home because twelve was the first thing I was on. Right. So I'm doing this, and I see that, and I see that old typical dead end thing. You know the little signs right. that say, "Hey, this road's over." I said, "Where's well, old number twelve right there?" Now, it might have been good for me to have got a directional 12, <laughs> east-west, you know. Right. Even though they don't oh, always hell. go yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Which I just kind of a handle. Well, maybe that's what happened. <clears throat> I get on County Road 12. Now, 12 to me is the back stretch to the interstate. I'm almost home, okay? And I go, yeah, I'm on 12. Now, I got it now. I'm, I'm cooking on 12. <laughs> Still on 12. Good boy, I should be seeing something by now. Meridian, 12 miles. I, I go, I'm on 12 here and still on 12. One, two, big 12. About that time, look, about that time I go, and it's pitch black, and I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Okay? I am so far out, I had a deer stop me and ask for directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, by the way, they were out yesterday, yes, and this morning. I don't know what it is. So all of a sudden, that horrible first little, little anxiety in your stomach. I look and I see a Pizza Hut, but it's not one like I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like every, the rest of the Pizza Huts moved on, and this one is still the original. Yeah, you the, know, the top you of it's orange. It's faded from red. A, yeah. a mutated <laughs> franchise. Yeah, yeah. And I look and guess what the special is on the marquee? What? Pizza Hut College Special. And I go, hmm. A college is nearby. Hmm. Uh. Don't know any colleges out here by my house. You know what I mean? Yeah, by the interstate. <clears throat> and I go, hmm. Hmm. So I roll on about another 15, green sign. I said, now we're talking. Here, here's here we go. This sign is going to say Alabaster, Alabama. Yeah. You know, and I'm almost home. Green sign says, welcome to Montevallo. <laughs> I've been cooking for 30, 35 minutes. Driving in a circle. And I go, hmm. So then there's the moment where you have to, you have to beat the mental game. Because I know I'm going to see that university here in a minute, and I can't let it happen. Because if I see the university, it's official. I have just done a complete circle, and I've been defeated. For some reason in my mind, if I can just stay in the city but never see the university, <laughs> okay. so I still was moving away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't just come all the way back to it. You know? This, so, this is that rare situation hey. where low hassle Rick yeah. comes back to bite. To bite me. To kill me. And I told him, I said, you know, we make fun of Bubba's equipment, but if you had That's all that what he said. Oh, stuff, oh, listen, yeah. let me tell you what happened, too. When we went to Montgomery, we got in a terrible traffic jam coming out of Montgomery. Oh, gosh. And, and you know, it's about an hour to the house. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was deadlocked. Oh, yes. We got on. I, of course, I went to my communications gear, went to the CB radio, heard that the backup was there, that, that they'd had a wreck, and the, and the authorities were not even there yet. So we branch off. I cut the GPS on. We branch off, go up a road on the other side of the state and work our way back. Yeah. See, I, if I wow. had that equipment. So I go by, and about that time, I see Montevallo University. Oh, no. And wow. I go, and I go, and what's so bad? Then now I'm getting down in my car, and I'm hiding because I don't want the kids to see me go by again at the BCM. You, know, you think they've just broke? Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, outside. Because they're outside now. I'm yeah. down like this, 
and I'm going by, and I see Highway 119, which I live off of, not far from 119. And I said, well, I know this is a long way from where I live, but it can't be wrong. It's the Unless end. you go the wrong well, way. Well, that's what I told Speedy. He said, Rick. And I said, no, Speedy, it says 119 end. That was, there was no more 119. If I get on it and go back the other way, it has to be right. Now, it's a long, winding road. Yes, sir. Road. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> look, and then, so I do that, and I'm on it going back. So now I've convinced myself, because you have to. And if I'm not mistaken, you come out in the back of Alabaster when you come yes. up that way. Well, you yeah. know what I told myself to make myself okay? Yeah, I got on, one tw- I got on Highway 12 and got on 119. That's why I yeah. had to look at it. Yeah, in your mind, yeah. that was just part of the route. Yeah, that's part of it. I hadn't. I didn't go all the way back. That didn't happen. You know, because you have to start telling yourself that. And uh, did you uh, did you get a cell call during any of this? No, no, I, I didn't. Because I just because the good news is I'd left it gray with Sherry how far Montevallo was from right. My house. That's always the best. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I, I took uh, about a you know thirty five minute trip from my house and turned it to like an hour and fifteen. Well, I, I really don't like giving an ETA estimated time no. of arrival because that way jobs could be lined up. Guess what I crossed when I was on 119? Guess what showed itself again at an inviting intersection? Oh, number one, two. I saw her again, and I almost got on it. I said, nope, don't you dare get on one, don't you dare get on one two again. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Thank you so much for tuning in to this best of Rick and Bubba show. Here's a classic from Mickey Dean. <laughs> By the fence. <laughs> Do tell, Mickey. Well, uh, that just reminded me uh, of this story. Um, a few people that travel on airlines. Uh, Exxon had hired me to do a show in Houston, Texas. I was flying out of Hobby International. Hobby International. A little airport before they built the big Houston one. Yes. it's uh, You feel like cattle in that airport. <laughs> it's no frills. It's southwest. You're just on and off. I mean, you know, they just they show you a picture of a guy eating peanuts. Yeah, I mean, they don't even have a, a lady yeah, on there. Sure. Anyway, I'm on this hot, muggy afternoon, and, 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 you know, there's no air conditioning on the plane, Harley. It's one of them kinds where you just want to get home. You're tired. I sit down. There's two seats next to me. The rest of the plane is full. Now, if you people flying, you know what that means, don't you? You know that the next two people yes, they're yours. come around that corner. They're yours. And you're praying it's not like a fat lady with a baby. Oh, yeah. Or a guy with a beer and a sack. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That, that, those are bad. Or a boom box. Or, uh, but anyway, and, and what's he doing? Oh, I was checking. Oh, okay. I thought you was no. trying to get my attention. <laughs> anyway. It worked. They closed the door as one last person got on oh. that. Man, I'm going to have the middle seat empty, okay? A nice-looking gentleman, three-piece suit with a hang-up bag over his shoulder. And I thought, hey. It's going to be okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Probably about halfway down the aisle, I noticed that he had a fake arm. Oh, my gosh. Now, it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheap fake arm. It was a good fake arm. It had fingers sure. thing on it. Okay? He took his coat off. He introduced himself. He sat down. 
And uh, he said, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to Birmingham to a funeral. My aunt passed away. She lives in Sylacauga. And I, he was going to rent a car, and I told him how to go, stop at Lloyd's and eat, told him some good restaurants, stop at Jack's, mm. stop at Lowe's. I mean, not Lowe's, stop <laughs> at Marvin's. <laughs> you I, I told him to stop at Lowe's, Trying and he, then he would realize he needed it. to stop at Marvin's. I got you. Somebody, look, get some sand on the oil. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Anyway, he sits down. We get we we're we're probably getting ready to take off by now. Getting in the air. I got to know him. I know his name, and he says, "I'm on. I think I'll relax a little bit." And he starts to fold take back. Take some sleep. I, I fold back. And he, we kick our shoes off and chat for just a little while longer. And then he turns to me and says, "Mickey, would it bother you if I took my arm off?" <laughs> and I said. Well, no, it wouldn't bother me. I said, there's been a lot of times I wish I could take mine off. Sure, absolutely. So he took it off and he laid That's it. That's a good in, point. He laid it in the middle seat. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes. No, he didn't. Yes. yes. He did This is a nice arm. He put it in the middle seat. Now, he goes on to sleep. I'm reading a magazine. It gets quiet. It gets dark in there. So I lean back. Arm laying there. We hit some turbulence. We're probably over, let's say, Shreveport right now, yes. Louisiana. Sure. Not nice sure. Yeah, it's, get, it's already dark on the plane now. It's late in the evening. All of a sudden, I don't know if y'all been flying like this. You just hit bad weather. Boom. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's smooth. Man, all of a sudden, the plane is jumping. Mania. It's bucking. Mania. People are screaming. You know, the pilot comes on and said, we are in some severe weather. I'm going to try to fly south and get around it, but I apologize, and it was bad. It was on a scale of 10. It was about an eight and a half. Oh, no. Okay. So, but, but it was over. Like in 15 minutes, we just flew. I don't know how he did it. We just flew out of it. Blue sky again. I said, man. And, then, and I looked over, and this guy, he's still, you know, he's just riding it out. He's asleep. But I looked down, and the arm's gone. <laughs> oh, no. Now, immediately, I immediately looked to see if he might have, in the, in the turbulence, put it back on. Because you wouldn't want to go down without an arm. Sure. You no. know what I mean? Well, you want to keep it close to you. Well, if, if uh, they said, who wants to get off, you'd need an arm to raise. <laughs> <laughs> or who wants some beer? I don't know, sure. you know, but you need an arm. Anyway, he didn't have it on, but he still kind of nodding. And I thought, well, it just fell on the floor. I won't wake him up. I'll just, I looked down, and it wasn't there. And I said, well, it's got to be here. And I got down. All I could see is feet, you know, both ways, sure. underneath. No arm. No arm. And I thought, well... Probably it rolled up on the feet, hit the people's feet in the front, you know, and they just picked it up. And so I leaned up. You can talk between the seats. And I, and I punched it, and I said, ma'am, do you see an arm up there? No, you didn't. She said, well, no, what happened? I said, well, in those terminals, this man lost his arm. No. And she said, I beg you. I said, no, no, it was laying in the seats, a fake arm. I'm still trying try not to wake him I'm up. I'm medical. Yeah. Okay, he's tired. I'm trying to wake him up. So then I turned to the people in the back, and I asked them, y'all wouldn't happen to see an arm back there. Yeah, so right. We're missing an arm up here in 37B. Yeah. It got to be everybody on the – it spread like the wave. Everybody on the arm. Wouldn't you want to help a guy find an experiment yeah, if he lost They're it? They're very expensive for one thing. Absolutely. I found out later on. Anyway, everybody's buzzing about it. The people across, they're looking. What are you looking for? A lady hit the bell, the call button. I wish she hadn't have done that. But then I have finally just nudged, punched him. I nudged him. I said, Billy, Billy, your arm's gone. And he immediately said, what? I just got that arm. It's, I paid $1,700 for that arm. I said, I know it. We're looking for it. It's a nice arm. We're looking for it. 
Well, we seem, we seem to be a lot more concerned about it than he is, but everybody's wanting to help this man find his arm. Where yeah. is the arm? Okay. A stewardess comes hustling down there and says, what's the problem? Because when there's a commotion on the plane, her job finding out what it Calm is. Calm everybody down. I said, ma'am, this man lost his arm. And, and she said, what did it look like? And I said, it looked like an arm. <laughs> See your arm? It looked like that. Go look for something that looks like that. She said, my God, I've got to go tell the pilot. No. Now, why she has to tell? What's if he you come about? Well, it must be in the little books that if somebody loses a limb, you must go tell the pilot. The pilot must be made aware of it. She takes off the front. She looking for it. Excuse me. You all right, buddy? Yeah. He's choked up. He choked trying up. to remember this. But all of a sudden. With the plane and commotion like you've never seen, and everybody going through their bags and looking in the bins, even yeah. for this man's arm, the stewardess in the back, which probably also thought Christopher Reeves could walk, yes, hell was holding up and said, "Is this it?" Like she had a whole pile. Right, of I like that. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.